0: And now for something
1: completely different.
2: Hi, I'm Steve Wheeler. I'm the director of Whitefields Ministry. I'm sitting in for David today. I'm going to tell you why in just a few minutes. We're going to talk about how to encourage your pastor and strengthen your ministry. I'm going to give you some ways to achieve the ability to speak the gospel boldly. And yes, we are going to talk about the events of the weekend and last night's NFL games. And no, we're not a sports talk radio. Hang in there. We'll be right back.
3: David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn toward drug abuse. Then, David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. And the more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. Then, after decades of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined K-Praise, and this radio program began. You are about to hear the David Spoon Experience.
2: Well, I want to thank you for joining us here on AM 1210 K Praise, the Christian station in San Diego. No, we're not a sports talk. We're not a political talk. So you can just be safe and come right on in. We're going to enjoy our time together today. Like I said, I'm sitting in for David Spoon today because I came in yesterday to visit. I was dropping up some Bibles, uh, some books, actually, for the pastor's appreciation lunch that is coming up next week. And I stopped in to take a look at David at his office and say hi, and he looked awful. Okay, let me rephrase that. Uh, what I meant is he felt awful awful. And he looked like he felt awful. He was suffering from a, a fever over 100 degrees. And he, as we were talking, he had this sign up on the door warning us off. But I've had all my hep A virus and hep B and hep C and hep D, uh, E, F, and G and yellow fever and every other kind of vaccine to travel all around the world. And uh, David still, though, uh, warned me off and then said, hey, if you're able, can you fill in tomorrow? So here we are. We're going to have a wonderful time together. Our number here is toll free 866. 866- Six five seven seven two four seven three we 're going to have an interview uh, near the end of the show with Jay Grimstead, author and a book uh, New just has come out we 're going to be talking to him and hearing all about that I, I also when we come back i 'm going to tell you how you can encourage your pastor now that 's a very, very important thing to do in our lives. And strengthening your ministry and strengthening uh, your pastor. I'm going to give you some practical ideas of how you can do that. We're going to talk about speaking the gospel boldly. And I'm going to draw some parallels and conclusions out of the things that have been protesting in the NFL. You don't have to worry if you're not a sports fan. We're going to just walk you along hand in hand. We'll get to the end of all this. So hang in there. We're going to see you in just a couple of minutes uh, right after these uh, news items.
3: Local, national, and heavenly talk. This is the David Spoon Experience on AM 1210 K-Praise, the Christian station. My friends, Tom
0: Lewis with an urgent message from Cross International. The United Nations has released a report that in the countries of Kenya and South Sudan, they are suffering the worst drought and famine in their history in 72 years, affecting as many as 20 million people. Cross International reaching out to help those children and families who are so desperate in those African nations. Here's how you can help. A $60 one-time gift from you feeds a child or a family member through the end of January. They're expecting to get rain hopefully by next April or May, but the drought and famine is critical. Could you help right now? Give your best gift. $60 provides food for one. $300 provides food for an entire family. 866 and if you want to tack on a special gift for Houston, you can do that as well. 866-946-8233 or KPRZ.com.
4: Adopt US Kids presents multiple choice parenting.
0: You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you a? It's spiritual.
4: Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within.
0: B, find the positives.
4: Less time blow-drying, more time texting.
0: Or C, show empathy.
4: Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same.
0: For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ed Council.
1: You're listening to Plugged In on 1210 AM KPRZ. These are troubled times.
2: Outleaders,
1: chaos reigns. In the movie Transformers The Last Night, which is now out on video, the unlikely team of a junkyard owner, an English lord, a pretty Oxford professor, and a few stalwart Transformers may be the only hope of saving mankind. Transformer films have always been high-strung affairs. They're famous for tons of frenetic action and big-budget CGI. This fifth Transformer flick somehow kicks that formula up another notch. But the result is a spewed stream of explosive images, an onslaught of surprisingly foul language, and a storyline that's nearly incomprehensible. I'm giving Transformers The Last Night a mere two Robo heads out of five for family friendliness. Before you rent or buy, visit us at PluggedIn.com radio. I'm Jake Roberson for Focus on the Families Plugged In.
3: The David Spoon Experience continues on AM 1210 K-Praise, the Christian station.
2: Welcome back. I want to welcome you to the David Spoon Experience. I'm Steve Wheeler, the Director of Whitefields Ministry. I'm sitting in for David. David, unfortunately, when I came in yesterday, was feeling really ill. He had a fever. uh, Very uh, disappointed with that. He's missing all of you today. So he asked me if I'd be up for sitting in, and that's why I'm here. And uh, looking forward to having just a great time with you today. If you're familiar with Whitefields Ministry, you can find us at Whitefields.org. You can call the show here. Our number is 866-577-2473. You can always find David Spoon at davidspoon at kprz.com. And if you want to interact with me after the show anytime about anything I address today, I'm also available to share at churches about missions and what God's doing all around the world. I'd love to engage your church fellowship. You can call our office at 760-846-8610. So I, as I mentioned, I was bringing some books by for the, for the uh, pastor's appreciation luncheon yesterday. David, was uh, suffering from a fever, and I was texting with him this morning and and uh, just letting him know that we're going to be praying for him today. So I, I wanted to take just a moment right now. I know that uh, we in America have opportunities to take Advil's and uh, all kinds of different uh, uh, medications to help us get over things. But we always want to remember that our Lord and our God is the great physician. So I just wanted to take a moment right now and just going to lead us in a word of prayer and just ask God to to touch David, heal him, bring him back uh, in strong and and ready tomorrow this day out. So join me. Uh, By the way, this is a public service announcement. If you're driving a car, you do not need to close your eyes when you're driving. So just just hang on to the steering wheel, keep going there, and I'm just going to lead us in prayer, and you can agree with me in your heart. Uh, Heavenly Father, I just want to lift up David to you right now. I just ask you to touch his body, give him strength, give him some good rest today. And Lord, I pray as well for other people that are around the office, maybe that uh, have also been feeling under the weather, have been struggling a little bit. I know temperatures outside have changed from cold back to hot and to dry and and allergies, suffering all around. I know maybe there are other people uh, listening today as well that just need your hand to touch them and and give them some strength and some healing today. just pray all that in your son, Jesus's name. Amen. Well, great. As I mentioned, the pastor's appreciation, it's it's luncheon is coming up next week. It's coming really close. It's happening on Thursday. You've probably been hearing about it. If you've been listening to Cape Race, I, I was talking to Susie today. There's, there's just 50 seats left. So if you 've not done your free registration and you are a pastor or a key leader at the church a ministry leader, uh, the pastors and key ministry leaders at churches and their spouses are welcome you do need to register to attend this event you can do that at kprz.com or on the K Praise app I, I use the K praise app all the time it allows me to uh, listen to K praise wherever i 'm at uh, anywhere around the world if i 'm connected to Wi-Fi I can pop right on and, and see what 's going on at home, of course sometimes it 's three o 'clock in the morning when it 's only two in the afternoon here but it 's my way of kind of keeping in touch with San Diego and things that are going on in the christian community and I uh, wanted to let you know that that pastor 's appreciation lunch i 've been attending it for quite a number of years now. this is the twelfth annual. And uh, since I moved back from Minnesota to get out of the snow, uh, I've been attending these pastors' appreciation lunches. I-, I believe that that is one of the most important things that we need to be helping in our, uh, in our culture and our society, the things that we face. We need to be doing things that would encourage our pastors, uh, this is one way uh, by the way, you might be listening today, and maybe your pastor has not signed up or hasn't heard about the event because he's been uh, busy and studying and preparing and shepherding and counseling and and doing all the things that pastors are involved with and maybe you could uh, help your pastor out by asking them if they've signed up to attend if they've registered and you can help them in that process uh, encourage them to come out but i I was sitting here here uh thinking about some things and i've served in pastoral ministry for for uh boy well, wow i think we're going on well i'm not going to say how many decades but uh, we could we could count it uh still on one hand but uh, praise the lord uh, i've been had the privilege of not only being an associate pastor being a senior pastor but now I have the privilege to walk alongside and coach pastors all around the world. I get to walk into their church situations and sit with them and and hold them in my arms when they're crying and their their head is on my shoulder and they're just they're 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 beaten up and they're struggling over things that are going on. And some of the things kind of rose to the top of my thought process. And I thought I'd share them with you in your particular situation, wherever you might be in your church, some things that you could do to encourage your pastor and to strengthen the ministry. The very first one that came to my mind comes out of Philippians chapter four, verses two and three. And it's there that the uh, Apostle Paul was, was writing to the church in Philippi. And he says here, I entreat Euodia and I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Oh, my, how that must have just burdened Paul's heart when news had come that these dear sisters, they're not riffraff in the church. They, They were ministers, side by side, elbow to elbow, laborer to laborer, working in the sense of the gospel and spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. And something had come up in their lives. And they were now in disagreement. They were fighting and arguing over something. And then he asked the, the the receivers of this letter to please my true companion, help these women. You know, sometimes to encourage your pastor, you need to just get along with other church members. Isn't that just a simple, plain, easy thing to say? Hey, you know what? Work out your differences biblically. Do you notice there he says, agree in the lord you know sometimes we just have to put our own opinion aside and say you know what i'm going to step back to god's word i'm going to look very carefully at god's word and you say but wait a minute steve i did that and i'm right what what if sintiki looked and she said hey i know what the bible says i know what the scriptures are telling you. and it's Euodia that has done this well you know what we then humbly say, I'm going to pray for my dear brother. I'm going to pray for my dear sister. And I'm going to do whatever I can do to get along with them. You know what? That would be the great, greatest encouragement to your pastor. If you were all getting along together. There's another verse, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. You don't very often hear pastors preach on this verse because it's kind of, some, some of them think it's a little bit self-serving. But it says this, obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Now, I just want to state right out, no pastor has authority over you that does not come explicitly from Scripture. So the goal of a shepherding church is not to come in and boss you around or tell you what you have to do, but instead to bring you to God's word, to bring you to the scriptures and say, this is what God's word says about the behaviors in your life or something that you're exploring. And I want to encourage you, don't go down that path. Oh, I tell you, I'm counseling with some people right now, and they're trying to warn. It happens to be a young person, but not very young. They're in their 20s. They're trying to share something with them, but the person's just not listening to them. I get that so often from pastors as well. They'll say something like, Steve, I'm trying to encourage some people in my church, stop doing this behavior, and they wouldn't stop it, and now they're dealing with the consequences. Oh, it breaks your pastor's heart. So what I'd share with you is not only get along with other church members, but also cooperate with the pastors watching out for your souls. Here's one last one. Remember your leaders. This is from Hebrews 13, verse 7. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Well, what I'd share with this is find a faithful pastor and imitate the way they live their life. That will bring great encouragement to them. Well, when we come back from this break, I told you I was going to talk about the things that happened over the weekend. It's not a sports talk show. We're not going to get into sports uh, in that way. It's not politics. We're not going to get into politics. But I am going to talk about some of the stuff with the NFL and what's going on there. And I'm going to draw some parallels to our Christian communication and what we do. So hang in there. Be right back. This is Steve Wheeler, the director of Whitefields Ministry, sitting in for David Spoon. You are listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on AM 1210 K Praise, the Christian station in San Diego, California. We'll be right back.
3: The David Spoon Experience continues on AM 1210 K Praise, the Christian station. This is AM 1210, K-Praise, the Christian station. Online at KPRZ.com or on Twitter at KPRZ Radio or on your smartphone, iPad, or tablet with the K-Praise app. And now, K-Praise is available on the newest device for Christian radio listening, the hands-free, voice-controlled smart speaker. Find me, K-Praise Radio.
4: Playing K-Praise Radio in San Diego.
3: Welcome to the next generation of AM 1210 K-Praise, the Christian station. In a time when the church faces
1: significant cultural change, who will remind us of what really matters? Who will help us stand for the truth when the truth is no longer popular? At the 12th Annual KPRZ Pastors Appreciation Luncheon on Thursday, October 5th, we have a seat reserved for you at City View Church in Mission Valley, along with every other pastor in San Diego County. Receive encouragement from an experienced leader who has walked in your shoes, one who understands the challenges you didn't learn about in seminary. Dr. Robert Jeffress is a best-selling author, the pastor of First Baptist Church, Dallas, Texas, and the host of Pathway to Victory, a national radio and television ministry. Shoulder to shoulder we stand, for there's more we have in common than what divides us. Lead on, Pastor. We're with you.
4: The 12th Annual KPRZ Pastors Appreciation Luncheon is sponsored by Mount Miguel Covenant Village and Caps Pregnancy Clinics. Preserve your seat at kprz.com or on the KPraise app. We need your help. We're Silent Voices, serving women and saving lives for over 30 years. Silent Voices is a pregnancy resource center providing a full range of services, including free pregnancy tests, pregnancy and abortion education, and more. Silent Voices is in the process of expanding our services by purchasing a Save the Stork medical unit, allowing us to reach abortion-vulnerable women outside of abortion clinics, on campuses, and public events. In order to use the Save the Stork mobile unit, we must find a doctor to serve as our medical director and an RN to serve as our nurse manager. The medical director must be an MD with admitting privileges. An OBGYN is ideal, but not necessary. The position only requires one hour a week of your time. Nurse manager, about four hours a week. Without these positions, we are unable to expand our services. If you or someone you know can help us, call 619-422-0757. 619-422-0757. We're SilentVoices.org.
1: Let's go inside the mind of a 10 year old.
5: I should have worn earrings today. Buckle up, Sarah. Michaela's got like the best earrings. Sarah, buckle up. I wish my name was Michaela.
4: We're not hitting the road until you buckle up, honey.
5: Oh, yeah, seatbelt. I wonder if there's pizza at school today.
1: It can be tough getting through the kids, but it's your job to make sure they're wearing your seatbelts. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information.
3: Local, national, and heavenly talk. This is the David Spoon Experience on AM 1210 Praise, the Christian
2: Station. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. I want to thank you for joining us here at AM 1210 K Praise, the Christian station in San Diego, California. I'm Steve Wheeler, the director of Whitefields Ministry, sitting in for David. You can find our ministry at whitefields.org. We support national pastors starting new churches in their own countries. And we're around the world in Africa, in uh, Japan, the Middle East, and uh, the Philippines, and And it's been a great privilege to be a part of that ministry. I'm going to share a little bit more about what God's doing around the world. In fact, uh, talking about some of uh, the things that have been in the news uh, most recently is in the country of Myanmar, uh, formerly called Burma. I'm going to talk about Rakhine and the violence that's been going on there. We have seven pastors in that region. But right now I wanted to have a rational discussion about the things going on in the NFL and the protests the protest of the national anthem. Now, now first of all, some of you might think uh that's an oxymoron to have a rational discussion about sports, especially if you're not a sports fan, but but I just want to start I want to want to think about this because I believe that uh, well I, I well first of all, let me ask this. Some of you might not even know what I'm talking about. You might not know what the president said about the NFL on Friday, and maybe you don't know about the protests on the NFL. And if that's the case... I want to know where your happy place is because that would be great to be there. <laughs> there have been things going on this weekend that have, uh, well, they've been on the front page of every news that I read. I read newspapers from all over the world because uh, and, and on, uh, on, on my iPad uh, and, and Internet, you can connect with uh, major news feeds, and they're all talking about this all around the world. But the reason some people don't have a rational discussion is because, of this issue of being a fan, which is really the short word for fanatic. Now, you have to go look up fanatic and realize some people can get a little overboard on things. But what I want you to do right now is just kind of relax. And I want to talk about how Christians need to be addressing our culture What do we think about these things? You know, it's quite interesting, but in a number of conversations I had over the weekend at different places and coffee shops, people uh, coming up to me, they're casual friends or they maybe know me from a place where I get coffee and they come in. And one of the first things they ask me oftentimes about things going on highlighted in the news are, what do you think about this? How do you engage these things? Because they know I'm a Christian. Well, in order to do this, I I wanted to to take an article that I've read from Molly Hemingway, and this uh, article is titled Five Problems with the NFL's National Anthem Protest. By the way, that doesn't mean that I'm against the protest. So hang in there. If you're already screaming at your radio. Relax. Okay, I'm going to talk very softly here. Uh, you don't actually know what I think about this yet, and I don't know what you think. So we can actually have a conversation. You can talk back to me, and I'll pretend like I'm listening to. You. Okay, yeah. What is that you're saying? All right, get to the point. Okay, here we go. So at a Friday rally, we we uh, those of us that have been reading the no- news know that Donald Trump criticized footballs players. Who were protesting the national anthem? Now this this started a year ago. It started back when uh, uh, Kaepernick did that, and, and, and President uh, at that time was Obama, so it wasn't Trump. So this has been going on for a while. And, and Donald Trump went on and, and made some some fairly uh, remarkable statements, and sort of made the whole issue of I think before there were four or five players that were protesting. And raised the whole issue. Well, Molly Hemingway kind of brings this to some some crystal thoughts, and I wanted to, to bring up these five problems that she has with that and kind of share. First of all, the first thing she shared was, it's the protests are vague and unclear protest goals. Now, here's the problem when the protests first started. The national anthem has rarely been seen, as representative of police officers. So immediately some people started posting things on Facebook and social media and they were they were criticizing the the protesting because they said that it, it, it is disrespectful for our soldiers who come back from military uh, ventures in a coffin with a flag draped over their body. I've seen a lot of those things. Well, there was a lot of unclearness about that. Of course, if we're careful and we step back and say, "Well, I want to understand what uh, what uh, quarterback Kaepernick was was protesting." He was protesting what he viewed as as injustice in the uh, police operations against black men. Now, if we were to step back and say calmly, do we all have a problem when there is an injustice? Well, as a Christian, we would want to say, yes, I certainly do. But we would also want to carefully say, I walk around the world and see injustices everywhere. I I happen to know that uh, human sex trafficking in in the San Diego, just San Diego alone, law enforcement predicts that there, or uh, analyzes that there's over $800 million a year of individuals being trafficked into our community for, for illicit sex and immorality. I have a problem with that. That's an injustice. And so what she's calling out here, Molly Hemingway in this article, is that the vague and unclear protest goals is a problem. How do we really re- issue a protest if it's not clear? Well, as I was looking at this, I said, hey, wait a minute. I have a solution to injustices. The solution is the gospel. When will we end injustices in the world? When will we reach a point in the world where no police officer ever makes a mistake? Where no person, uh, is a criminal? where no police officer and a criminal come in contact, where no police officer and an innocent person misunderstand themselves. When will we ever reach a place where there's no human sex trafficking and no kidnapping and no violent crimes taking place? Oh, my friends will never experience it here in this world. But through the gospel we as Christians can present a solution to people that says, hey, if you want to end injustices or deal with injustices in your own life, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the path to do that. Now, we will not end the injustices, but we do have a way of dealing with them. Well, here is the second point that... um, Molly Hemingway and by the way this article is found on on the internet at uh, the federalist.com five problems with the NFL's national anthem protest and I don't know uh, Molly's background or whether she's a sports fan or not but she does call out some things that are rather interesting that people other people are pointing out and I it all it's all in my Facebook feed the NFL's utter inconsistency Well, you see, here's uh, what the NFL responded when this kind of rose to a a crescendo over the weekend. Goodell and the NFL owners were adamant this weekend that players had the right to express themselves without fear of any retaliation. Well, you know, it's quite interesting, but uh, anybody that's been following the NFL knows that, wait a minute, uh, Tim Tebow used to be an NFL player. He used to take a knee after he'd score a touchdown or have a great play. And it was his way of saying, I want to give thanks to God. The NFL told him, stop. So there's an inconsistency. Molly in this article, Molly Hemingway also brings out that after the tragic murders of five Dallas police officers in July, the Dallas Cowboys asked the NFL if players could wear a decal on their helmets commemorating the officer's sacrifice. Well, in this case, the NFL would not support its players when they wanted to see a change in society. Now, here's where we have the rational discussion. Hey, the people on the other side, are any of them wanting to kill police officers? Well, a few fanatics, maybe, but not very many. It's only happened a few times. So she says this is an inconsistency and it really causes a problem. So we're here. On the David Spoon Experience, I'm not finished with this topic yet. If you're listening to what we're saying, we want to come to some conclusions that will help us. I'm on the David Spoon Experience. I'm sitting in for David. Uh, We're going to take a brief break, and then we'll be right back. And you're listening to AM 1210 K Praise, the Christian station in San Diego, California local, national
3: and heavenly talk. This is the David Spoon experience. An AM 1210, K Praise. Christian station.
2: I am pure Burmese and strong in my own religion. I did not want to hear about Jesus, but Pastor Ruwat came and told me about him. When Da I Tin first heard about Jesus, her reaction was, I will never believe your God and change my religion. But Pastor Ruwat continued to visit, sharing God's word and answering her questions. At first, she rejected the message, but after one year, her heart softened. And then one day, she clearly knew that what Pastor Ruwat had been telling her about Jesus and salvation was true. Now she is a believer in the living God. We at Whitefields Ministry support pastors so people can hear the gospel. This is David
1: Spoon, and many of you are out there looking for an opportunity to advance the kingdom of God. Well, your partnership by praying and donating to Whitefields Ministry can advance the cause of Christ by starting more churches in needy communities. Visit Whitefields.org or call 760-846-8610 and donate to today.
3: What turns married couples from allies into adversaries? Dr. Tony Evans says it often starts with men and women who don't understand the roles God wants them to play. He explains as we spend two
0: minutes with Tony.
5: When men are not taking their rightful place and sometimes it's hard for a woman to follow a uh, parked car or a parked bus. At the same time, the rise of the feminist movement has heard it because it said to women you don't need a man uh, you can do without a man you're better than a man you know in its various formats so it's created this over independent if you're single you need to be independent for uh, to a certain level but it's created independence gone amok when a woman does get married there's often conflict because she is resisting the man fulfilling his role he needs you you're a helpmate and that does not mean just cooking and cleaning, a helpmate means one, collaborating with him. Because what most men don't know is God says, if you skip her, God will not work with you. Because most men don't recognize that they don't value the input of their wives at the level that they ought to and need to in order to get even more of God operating on their midst. But at the same time, women have got to do it in such a way that recognizes his position. And when she does that, she is submitting. Jesus submitted to the Father while being equal to the Father. Because submission has to do with function, not equality or Sense of being.
3: Learn more about the strength, commitment, and sacrifice it takes to be the kind of man a woman would want to submit to. It's all spelled out in Dr. Evans' bestseller, Kingdom Man. Copies are available at TonyEvans.org, along with study guides, leader's guides, and everything you need to promote God's view of manhood in your home or church. Again, that's TonyEvans.org. Then join us next time as we spend two minutes with Tony. It's the one and only David Spoon Experience on AM 1210 K-Praise, the Christian
2: station. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. I want to thank you for joining us here at AM 1210 K-Praise, the Christian station in San Diego, California. I'm Steve Wheeler, the director of Whitefields Ministry, sitting in for David. He is out sick, but uh, Lord willing, he's going to be back in tomorrow healthy and strong. I've been uh, talking about the NFL protests of the National Anthem that went on over the weekend and the comments by President uh, Trump on Friday. And I'm uh, referencing an uh, an article by Molly Hemingway, Five Problems with the NFL's National Anthem Protest. It's found uh, online at the... uh, federalist.com and i just uh have shared a couple of her points uh uh, the first one was that the vague and unclear protest goals and uh, the fact that i related to that is that we will never really be able to end injustice and yet we as christians should all be opposed to injustice and so there's a sense in which uh, we too are uh, offering a solution and our solution is the gospel the second thing that she said was the NFL's utter inconsistency, and she pointed out some things in that after the tragic murders of the five Dallas police officers that the NFL would not allow the, the Dallas players to wear a decal on their helmets. The third point that she brings up, and I think it's a kind of an interesting one here, is that the terms of debate couldn't be worse for the NFL. That's what Molly says in this article. And she says the media were thrilled by the protests on Sunday, which they perceived to be against Trump. However, as I've interacted with a lot of people, very few of them really view it that way. she says, many Americans, the way many Americans viewed these protests was not nearly so favorable as it was to people in New York and the D.C. newsrooms. Some of the national anthem protesters took their knees before a game in London on foreign soil. As I read that, I thought, you know, I'm in foreign soil a lot. In fact, tomorrow morning, I'm going to be on an airplane Uh, about 530 a.m. I will be at Lindbergh Field getting on an airplane. I'm flying to our neighbors just to the north of us here in Canada. I've been in and out of their country and I go to countries all over the world at any time that I am ever in in a foreign country and that country's either national anthem or some uh, foreign dignitary or their president comes. I am not a member of their country. I'm not a citizen of their country. I may not agree with many of the things that their country does or stands for, and yet I will always treat their national anthem with respect. I will follow the leadership of my uh hosts that uh, are citizens I will perform in the same way that they do I will shake hands and treat the foreign uh, the dignitaries foreign to me because I'm a foreigner to their country but I am a guest on their country soil and I will treat them with respect the same thing many people presume Should be held uh, for citizens of our own country to treat our country with respect. And so this is a a very difficult uh, for the, uh, for people to to step back and to deal with. But as a Christian, we also want to remind ourselves and be mindful as we're talking to other people about this uh, situation that we ultimately are citizens not of this earth. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. I used to sing that uh, with the wash basin and the the bass uh, one-string uh, uh, guitar on a broomstick. And uh, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. I grew up singing that and being reminded of that. How do I act here? Well, I need to act with dignity with respect for all nations across the country, no matter how unjust they are, because ultimately I want to be someone who can be an influencer. And I'm going to get to that a little bit later here as well. Here's the fourth point that Molly Hemingway in this article shares. She says the NFL can't afford the struggle. Now, here's where I kind of part with uh, Molly. And that's why I said we're going to have a rational discussion here. You see, because I, I think that we as Christians need to look at issues that we're dealing with. We need to think about them and say what's right, what's wrong? Here here's the thing that I can say to you very clearly. I am guessing the NFL can't afford this. <laughs> You know, the NFL owners, they are billionaires, not millionaires. They're billionaires. So from an earthly standpoint, from a human economic standpoint, they have a lot of money to use and to to burn. The NFL itself is a multi-billion dollar industry. They've got Nike and Ford at all these different places. You know, people are not going to stop buying Nike clothes. They're not going to stop uh, buying uh, vehicles to drive. They're not all going to shift over. And now I'm opening a whole other can of worms. Chevy and Ford guys, they're all bouncing out of their seats right now. I, I have some relatives that are they're heavy Chevy people, and I happen to drive a Ford F-150, and I just use it to haul stuff in. But, you know, what's interesting here is that we as Christians, actually, in terms of being able to afford struggles, we have to ask ourselves, are we willing to pay the price in the struggles that we actually will be facing? And now the NFL, they are going to face a rating slide, but I'll tell you what, there's going to be some advertisements coming out and they're going to start talking about how wonderful they are. And I want to remind you, even those that hate the NFL players that are kneeling and showing solidarity, there are many NFL players that are Christians and believers in Jesus Christ. There are also some very good guys that go do awesome things uh, in their communities. They help out uh, young people and they do other things. And so there are some very positive things that, uh, so not everybody's represented by the acts of a few. So there's some crazy stuff going on right now, but be aware for them to get over it and to resolve things. And here's the fifth point that she points out, and I think this is actually a really important point. She says, the media fan flames Stupidly. Now, that's her word. I want to say this again. Molly Hemingway, this uh, senior editor at the Federalist dot com, says her fifth problem with the uh, with this issue is that the media fan flames stupidly. See, the problem that she points out here that I think, as it says, it's not really just a problem for the NFL, but she says the NFL is that a fight between celebrity football players and a celebrity president is ratings gold. Hey, my friends, you know what they're doing to us? They are working us up into a frenzy. Everybody is getting all bent out of shape. President Trump is doing his line of attack and the media is attacking him and the NFL owners, they're coming out saying we're not going to put up with that. And the media, I tell you, there's articles, 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 news stories, news stories, news stories. And what are they doing? They are hoping that all of you just get yourselves completely thrown up into a tizzy. And then we start having arguments and fights. And the next thing you know, we're disunified. We're fighting with an uncle, a cousin, a brother, a friend, and, and friendships are broken. No, you see, the media has a way of fomenting these things and, and just making them uh, as, as crazy as they possibly can be. And so I would ask you a question as we kind of think about these things. What do we do as a Christian in regards to these protests? And how do we as Christians protest legitimately injustices? Hey, we serve the holy God of the universe. We are people who have the revelation of the creator of the universe in our hands. We read his word. We read the Bible. We know what God expects to be done. And we see injustices. How do we as Christians respond to those things legitimately? Well, I support national pastors, citizens of countries in the Middle East. They face persecution. I support pastors in Myanmar, in Burma, where they face opposition not just from Buddhist monks and from religious zealots, but from their own government members and government leaders. And I would ask you as a Christian, how do we and how does God want us to respond to injustices? And should we be joining in with illegitimate expressions or should we instead be coming along to our culture, our society and our neighbors and expressing the right things? Well, I want to share with you about Pastor Ahmed. He's one of our pastors in the Middle East. And as we uh, come back from this next break, I'm going to share with you how Pastor Ahmed has taken the life of being a Christian in a place where there are injustices constantly to non-Christians. And I'm going to share with you how he has begun to speak the gospel boldly, even in that setting. I'm Steve Wheeler, the director of Whitefields Ministry. I'm sitting in for David. You are listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on AM 1210 K-Praise, the Christian station in San Diego. When we come back, I'm going to take all of this about the NFL protests and I'm going to lead you into a discussion about how we as Christians can be bold evangelists in the light of all this. Heaven's open door and I can't feel at home in this world anymore oh, Lord, you
3: the David spoon experience I continues no on am 1210 K like praise the Christian station look out is this
1: another real estate bubble hey K praise friends Sam Rasul here with Keller Williams Realty the answer I don't know no one really knows but here's what we do know home prices go up and home prices go down. We also know that right now, home prices are way up. This could be a great time to cash in and get top dollar for your home. If you're considering selling and want to know what your home is really worth, call me now. There's no cost or obligation. I'll come out and give you a real home pricing evaluation. You don't have to hire me. Just give me a chance to earn your business. Or maybe you know someone considering a move. Send them my way. I'm a brother in Christ, and I always donate to ministry at closing on behalf of my K-Praise clients. Call me now at 858-780-1SAM, 858-780-1SAM, or just go to ThinkSam.com, ThinkSam.com.
0: this is John MacArthur welcoming you to Portraits of Grace. Following God's call isn't always easy. He expects us to trust Him explicitly, yet He doesn't ask our advice on decisions that may impact us dramatically. In addition, He doesn't always shelter us from adversity. Instead, God tests our faith to produce endurance and spiritual maturity, tests that are sometimes painful. He even makes some promises that we'll never see fulfilled in this life. The best way I know to handle the difficult circumstances God allows is to set our minds on the things above and not on the things on the earth. Having a heavenly focus gives you the patience to continue working for the Lord even when it gets tough. When you set your mind on heaven, you'll be able to endure just about anything that happens here. This is John MacArthur hoping you'll join me again for Portraits of Grace.
4: many couples will say, oh, we don't even have conflict. But we look at it a little bit differently that really conflict can be viewed as a gift.
0: Erin Smalley and her husband, Dr. Greg Smalley on Focus on the Family Minute reflecting on how conflict can actually benefit your marriage.
4: That really there's gifts that come with differing opinions and how you work through it. If you work through it in a healthy way, it actually can lead to the gifts of understanding your spouse, understanding yourself and learning something about this marriage entity that is also
2: there. The sign of a healthy marriage is not the absence of conflict. What's the sign of a healthy marriage is we know how to work through differences and when we're frustrated with each other, when we're hurt by one another. I mean, that's the mark of a truly healthy marriage. I would say that combat is bad.
0: Conflict is good. Learn to work through your differences. And for more help, listen at familyminute.org.
3: The David Spoon Experience continues on AM 1210 K-Praise, the Christian station.
2: Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Glad that you are. uh, Hope you're having a great Tuesday afternoon. I'm having a great time. This is a great way to have a good conversation. Uh, Listening to all of you, I hope you're talking to your radio. And uh, definitely, uh, definitely uh, uh, hope I'm stimulating some thought in you. I've been talking about the NFL protests and, you know, I wanted to to draw that attention to some people have been thinking that the protesters are very brave. Uh, especially back when Kaepernick was the only one protesting, and he was very brave. I wanted to draw an analogy as well. Uh, yesterday, uh, Sunday morning, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers decided to stay in their their uh, locker room, not come out. Uh, one Pittsburgh Steeler came out. He was an Army Ranger and a veteran, and boy, what a great news story that was. And pictures of him all over the place, and here's this only guy standing out there. Uh, boy, everybody said, that's courageous, that's brave, Army Ranger. And look at him, he's not a protester, he's really out there uh, being the only one up. But then Monday he stepped all that story back and said, ah, oh, I got uh, confused. There was a guy with a bears flag. That was the opposing team's flag. And, and I got separated from my, my quarterback and the, the captain. And, and I ended up out in front and when the national anthem started, I just said, so he's backing off all that, but uh, I don't know what's going on there. Maybe somebody told him, you better, you better save the team. Cause he's, he was saying, well, oh, I threw the whole team under the bus and all of that made me think about pastors that I work with and support around the world. Uh, I'm going to tell you about one in the Middle East, but before I get to the Middle East, I wanted to start with one in Myanmar, Pastor Ruat, and he shares with us in his report. We've done some wonderful work. I've visited his church. I've been there at that place. He's working among people uh, that are non-believers. They did not believe in Jesus. They, they were very hard, very uh, dry, hard soil of hearts uh, that he was trying to share the gospel. I asked him when I was with him, I said, Pastor uh, how many people were Christians here when you came to this place to start a church? And he looked at me, and he just got that pers- uh, pensive look on his face, and he said, There were none. There were none. There was not even one christian in the community now now he has several families that are there and and he wrote in his report this month and this is a part of what whitefields does you can find these prayer reports at whitefields.org click on the pray at the top and you can choose any country around the world where we're supporting pastors and we update these all the time and in his report he says we're facing intense pressure opposition and adversity from the new monk in our village in spite of this We see success in our different ministries. When God works, Satan works as well. We need your help and prayers for our ministry. As I mentioned in my previous report, there is a monk that serves in the Buddhist temple. He, along with other people who are against us, are stirring up trouble and causing problems. The monk and leaders of the village, so that's not just the religious ones, but the government ones, the government leaders as well of the village, forbid the people, including People that have come to faith in Jesus Christ, including believers, he says, from coming to our church. You know, they'll stop doing trade with them. They'll stop sharing with them. They'll stop allowing them to participate in the markets and the things like that. Serious stuff when you become a Christian and you're surrounded in a community that hates Jesus Christ and hates God. But, he says, the people still come and worship our great God. Now, you see, these people are essentially protesting against the leaders and the viciousness of the persecution and the pressure and the opposition. He says to us, one woman, Da Matan, came to me and said, no one can save me except Jesus Christ. My husband and the leaders of our village cannot save me from my sin. If people are against me saying bad things, I don't care. Because she's referring to being a Christian as bad things. That's what the people in the village would call it. She says, I will continue to learn how to worship the living God who can save me from my sin. I am, the pastor says, I am teaching ma ta about salvation. And she is not yet a believer in Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord for what he has revealed. And join me in praying that salvation is not snatched from her. This is a woman has not committed her life to Jesus Christ yet. But she is willing to to go against the grain. To be uh, as it is. A single protester saying, I'm going to go to this church and find out how I can be saved from my sin. Well, I wanted to share with you about another pastor, Pastor Ahmed. He's serving in the Middle East. That's all we can say about that. And I did ask some of you uh, last time I was on uh, the air with uh, uh, David uh, Spoon to pray for Greg Grismer. Greg, uh, Greg and his family, they uh, are Facing some roadblocks in their visa, he's a missionary that works for us and is involved. And I want you to keep praying for him. Those things are not solved yet, but even in spite of that, he says I'm I'm not going to be discouraged from uh, doing the work of the Lord. Pastor Ahmed, one of our pastors there, says I was able to partner with a brother named Khalil who is leading the small refugee visitation ministry at his church. He's very committed, and he has been organizing visits for about uh, six months, despite uh, the language barrier between his native tongue of Turkish and many of the refugees who speak uh, Arabic. Khalil is a tile layer by day. I think that's just great. I love it when our pastors share with us the good news that people that are going forth trying to minister, uh, they're not ministers, they're not pastors, they're not preachers. They're tile layers. They're brickmakers, they're ditch diggers, they're they're just people that do work. And he says Khalil is a tile layer by day, but still finds the energy to visit refugees four nights a week. It's only seven days in a week. He spends four of his nights out ministering and visiting refugees. We were able to provide food boxes for 35 families, and he has become friends with and encouraged them as well. Here's where this report really gets exciting. The most exciting part for me was to demonstrate for Khalil how to boldly share Christ during his visits. His strategy so far has been to pray for them and invite them to church. It was a new and empowering for him to hear me speak freely about Christ with these Muslim refugees and answer their question about Christian beliefs. I anticipate that Khalil will experience greater fulfillment fulfillment and fruit as he begins to share not only tangible Christian love, but also the good news of Christ's love demonstrated on the cross with these lost souls. Now, my friends, that's what I call boldness. Because in that country, Ahmed could, could lose his life. He's not supported by the media that says, oh, we're all on your side. He's not supported by 500 other, he's not a millionaire. I'm telling you, friends, this is real bravery when these pastors stand up and they genuinely preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Not just, as he says, in tangible Christian love, but in the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When we come back, I'm going to share with you about how you can achieve that same kind of boldness. I'm going to bring some philosophy and some principles, some some principles out of God's word in, in the book of Acts. So hang in there. I'm Steve Wheeler, the director of Whitefields Ministry. I'm sitting in for David. You are listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on AM 1210, K-Praise, the Christian station in San Diego, California. Stay tuned
3: for more of the David Spoon experience on AM 1210 K Praise, the Christian station.